0: Welcome back to a very special episode of In Check with Fintech recorded at Web Summit 2023 in Lisbon. On this special episode, we have the pleasure of being joined by Didier Lalemont, Managing Director of Societe Generale Ventures. Didier has over two decades of experience in financial services, starting in trading functions, then moving on to consulting and joining Societe Generale in 2003. He has covered several executive positions in Societe Generale's finance division, both in France and in the U.S. The last one being CFO of Global Banking and Investment Services. Didier, who also holds an engineering degree from Ecole Centrale Paris, to cover the role of Managing Director of Societe Generale Ventures in. 2018
1: enjoy listening hi dj hello welcome thank you good to have you uh you're on a very special episode of our in check with uh, fintech podcast obviously uh, live from the web summit it's day one right now we're in the middle of things how's it been for you thus far the show Well, actually it started uh, yesterday with the corporate innovation summit for us uh being part of a big group so we attended that uh it was very nice uh very interesting lots of discussions and uh Today I came in early. Um, actually, uh, you know, it started a little bit slow. Uh, it took time for people to get in, but uh, no, it's been very active. Good, all right. Okay, well, there's a couple more days uh, to go, so hopefully they, w- they will be fruitful uh, as well. Um, For listeners who don't know, DJ, you're the Managing Director of Société Générale Ventures. Right. Can you maybe give a bit of a background into Société Générale Ventures? You've been with the uh, Venture Arm for eight and a half years, I think, right? Oh, no, we actually created uh, Ventures uh, at the end of 2018. Okay. Uh, So it's uh, almost five years now. Yeah. Uh, And, well, I've been a long-standing Société Générale uh, employee. I want to go back there. Uh, So, uh, when Terre Kalméjean, our Chief Innovation Officer, joined Société in 2018, uh, one of the first decisions she made was to actually create, uh, set up this uh, venture team. So, she hired me. Uh, I was in finance at that time, uh, and and we started from there. We had a few investments that had been done uh, in the past uh, before that, uh, but really, uh, we we created this team in order to foster I would say investments, but also partnerships uh, with startups, and we certainly will go back to that. Because is it mainly investing into existing startups, or is there also startups that you found out of the uh, venture arm? So, uh, both. Uh, uh, actually, in 2018, uh, we launched, at Saulteux a big uh, entrepreneurial uh, project, uh, more than 60 teams, uh, dedicated full-time on a six-month or 12-month basis uh, in order to create startups, uh, internal startups. Uh, so that, that was you know, very big uh, effort, that we helped uh, to, you know, make a lending uh, soft lending. Of course, uh, it's ventures. So out of the sixty, uh, uh, we still have six between six and eight, depending. Some of them uh, were, you know, uh, incorporated backed in the businesses, uh, but we still have uh, uh, entities uh, and projects that are now, you know, subsidiaries. Exciting. And the fund itself is investing into fintech, climate tech, tech in general. So it's, it's really driven by uh, our uh, will to foster and, and, and accelerate transformation of the group. Uh, so uh, I would say the first three years were mainly focused on digitalization uh, of you know all our processes. So it was a lot of FinTech, InsurTech, of course, because we also have insurance uh, business, and a little bit of mobility because Société Générale is a shareholder of uh, ALD. Uh, so we, we have uh, also this uh, this business. Uh, uh in the past 2 years uh i would say impact esg in general uh has become you know quite a hot topic with a number of our businesses uh, trying to figure out how to accelerate this uh, transformation uh either for their own clients or also for uh, our own uh, corporate trajectory so in the yeah past 2 years uh i would say Probably yeah, 60, 70% of our investments uh, have been in the SG space. Oh, interesting, all right, okay. I mean, that is obviously a hot topic as well here at the Web Summit, right? We mm-hmm. talked about this morning. I heard a talk uh, about uh, climate tech um, and the use of AI within that. So that is uh, that is pretty cool. Um, what What is the role of SGV as an investor um, within those ventures? So we, you know, our typical uh, investment is uh, series A or B. Uh, we really want to be uh, an impactful investor. Uh, so, um, you know, it doesn't make sense for us really to, you know, take two, four, 5% of capital that it doesn't really make sense. So when we invest, usually, not always, but usually we tend to have a seat uh, at the board in order to be, you know, a very active uh, participant. And our investments, as I mentioned, was, are, are always driven by synergies, either existing synergies that we want to, you know, drive up and complement, or potential synergies. So. We're uh, what we call a strategic investor, so really looking at developing business and partnerships with the startups in which you we invest. We're not driven by financial return. We're, uh, you know, an evergreen on balance sheet investor. Uh, so as long as, you know, it works well with the startup and our businesses, we're very happy to remain uh, at the table. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Okay. And sometimes as an interim solution, I think, right? So you were the CEO of Trezor, which is obviously a big a part of the portfolio. Um, is that the case? You sometimes provide strategic interim advice or come in as an interim C-level role? Yeah, no, so we actually, we invest uh, minority stakes, but also sometimes uh, majority stakes, mm-hmm. which is the case for, for Trisor. And of course, once we I mean, control the startup, it becomes a subsidiary. So, you know, it, it becomes part of the group with all the mandatory compliance risk and, and you know, all the well rules that we have to apply uh, to uh, subsidiaries uh, of the group. Trisor was part of uh, of that and we had you know as pretty usual in that space after three years the founders decided that they wanted to you know do something else uh and we had uh, the target ceo but that was not available at the time he was you know busy on a, on a very important job so i stepped in for yeah almost eight months as a, the interim yeah which is you know very very good very interesting it's you know i think very uh good to be uh, an investor and a partner, but also sometimes to really be hands-on, uh, on the ground, uh, working with the teams to, to develop. And uh, Tizor is a back-as-a-service uh, company, uh, which is you know a, a very, very hot, uh, interesting, uh, and full of potential domain. Of course, definitely. It's for me, one of the most well-known out of your kind of fintech uh, portfolio. I think uh, Tresor has definitely gotten the, the biggest name for me. What you've done is now officially for five years, right, as the, right. As the MD. What do you like about it? you came from the finance side as the society General as you said what do you like about this role now well um I think what is very interesting for us and for people like me with you know very good and extensive knowledge of the group uh, but also you know willingness to to see what you know things are, how things evolve and, and and what are all the innovations that can be done so um, myself, I found a lot of interest in you know meeting startups, discovering all the new ideas, the you know ways go to market, everything they can uh, invent. And my role really is uh, to translate that and, and make it you know accessible to my colleagues, uh, uh, which of course are you know not spending as much time as I do uh, exploring the the you know the, the new trends. Uh, so making sure that we can. Try to make a, you know, find a fit, uh, win win situation between startups and uh, some of our businesses. Um, So it creates tremendous value for both, uh, of course, because, uh, you know, as a more than 150 years uh, old bank, we have, you know, very uh, good and and, and huge assets, would it be our clients, our tech, or, you know, lots of things. And on the other side, those fintechs or, you know, uh, ESG uh, startups, they have ideas, they have, you know, risk appetite also that sometimes, uh, you know, it's more difficult for us to, uh, to accommodate. Uh, so matching the two is really, for me, uh, the best thing we can do and, and what creates the most value. Makes sense, yeah. I mean, the, the name of the podcast is In Check with Fintech, right, so if you don't mind zooming in a little bit on Fintech you've done now, as I said, since 2018 officially, specifically looking at the last 12 months, I think within Fintech, global economy, a lot has happened, right? What have you seen changing over these past 12 months in the fintech industry from your perspective? Well, I think, you know, um, everyone's so back to basics. Uh, money is not cheap anymore. Uh, we experienced the uh, probably most severe uh, uprising rates uh, that, you know, we've seen uh, in the past century. Uh, so it, it dramatically changed uh, the, the landscape and not only for fintechs, but more globally for financial institutions. Uh, and fintechs are part of that. So it's, you know, really a game changer. Um, It's still creating a lot of opportunities uh, at the same time, of course, you know, for for companies that were not, uh, you know, uh, looking enough at at profitability, not to be profitable already, but, but, you know, to have a a path to profitability, uh, it certainly came as a shock. And some of them, you know, uh, will not survive or have already uh, died uh, because they were not prepared for such a shock. And at the same time, you know, in finance, having rates, uh, not, you know, zero or negative rates, but having real rates, it's, you know, it's a normal situation. So it's coming back to what we were expecting, which is having, you know, a rate curve, the steep, uh, where when you look at investment retirement, so a number of topics uh, are, are back uh, at the front of the agenda. And, and for fintechs, it, for me, it's, it's also a huge opportunity. In what way, what do you mean in Opportunity is a better understanding how a business model works or what kind of population? right, but also I mean you know for for some time people they don't really manage their their assets yeah. because you know you could not get return real return so you know okay you were having your deposits maybe it was zero five zero point five percent interest and that was it what was the you know the, the the goal of trying to do something if it was to capture zero point one additional. Uh, uh, But now it's totally different. So people are back to, you know, looking at what they should be doing in terms of investment, in terms of preparing their retirement and so So, and even for, you know, uh, credit, the BNPL, you know, what's the matter of having BNPL when money costs nothing? It, it's, it's, you know, it's not something that it, it's not viable. Oh. Uh, so now we see that some of them are really, you know, surviving and, and expanding and others because they didn't have the right credit scores. it didn't really care enough about uh, the risk are just dying. So it's, you know, for me in a way, it's also a good thing uh, because uh, we've certainly experienced for probably two years uh, a, a cycle you know that was you know really not the um i would say to make it fair uh, really not sustainable yeah exactly and there was maybe a lot of noise as well people were throwing around almost their money because indeed the return on the market could be the upside was potentially much bigger than it was if you were just uh yeah it, uh, as is yeah it, it was a bubble i mean everyone yeah. Not everyone, but a lot of people knew it. Uh, we had bubbles, uh, you know, in the past. Uh, those are cycles. Uh, people like me with some experience uh, have seen that already. Um, so it's, you know, back to uh, normality. Yeah. How, how has it changed? So there's increasing rates, right? What well, you hear also here, walking around, it's harder to uh, get funding to raise additional funds. How has this increase in rates changed the appetite of Société general Ventures when it comes to investing into new or existing startups? In, in a way, for us, it's you know, it, it's uh, it's a good news uh, because even though I mentioned we're not you know a financial investor, of course, we nevertheless look at the fundamentals and at the price when we invest. And uh, you know, so in the past two years, sometimes uh, valuations were just you know they didn't make any sense. So even though we could have liked the startup and we were you know uh, willing to partner and and work with it, we were not able to justify any investment. So. This has been removed. Uh, so, at the same time, of course, you know the market is less uh, active than it used to be. Uh, as probably all VCs, you know, we're taking a lot of care of our existing portfolio, uh, lots of bridges, and, and you know, uh, and that's the, the the usual game in that kind of cycle. Uh, but for us, it's more, I guess, more opportunities. Uh, on more targeted uh, uh, startups than, than it could be, uh, or that, than it was two years ago. Yeah, exactly. because it's more realistic to invest in them for uh, exactly real value, yeah. Talking about trends, so FinTech, or maybe outside of FinTech, some of the other, uh, SCG, ESG, or any of the other kind of verticals that you invest in, what are some of the trends that you've been seeing emerge? BNPL, let's just hit that one on the head, I think is over, right? expect yeah. B2C, baby B2B, on the B two B side, more on the B two C side, Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, there, there, are still you know things to be done on the B two B side, uh, definitely, and, and there are some uh, in you know interesting things going on in payments on B two B. So, um, of course, you know tokenization. Uh, uh, I would say is, is something. So we're you know at Soggen we're I would say pretty much advanced on on, on you know crypto assets, not cryptocurrencies, mm-hmm. uh, but you know other types of crypto assets, and especially uh, security tokens. Uh, we are you know, convinced that the tokens will dramatically change the way markets, uh, capital markets function. It will take time, for sure, but it, it will certainly uh, uh, change it quite drastically and, and improve the, the functioning and especially the post-trade uh, uh, on capital markets drastically. So that's really something. And with uh, all the discussions going on, on, uh, you know, central bank digital currency, not necessarily the retail ones. Uh, we, we're, you know, more focused on the wholesale part, uh, but we really see, you know, something there. Again, very difficult to predict how long it's gonna take, uh, but but things are really moving and, and we're quite advanced. We have a, uh, you know, dedicated subsidiary that was part of this uh, internal venture uh, program that we created, which is, you know, at the forefront of that change. So tokenization, definitely. Uh, there's no way I'm not going to talk about you know artificial intelligence. Uh, so and of course it's not limited to finance or, or fintechs. It's it's or, you know everywhere. But it is a game changer. Uh, no 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 you know no doubt about that. Even though uh, you know Max recognized that for now we haven't seen yet, but it's you know pretty new especially the Gen AI uh, part. Uh, you know very clear use cases. Uh, so. We're still, you know, looking. We, we were convinced uh, that, you know, there could, there are going to be use cases, but you know, use cases applied at scale and, and you know where companies are created to leverage a use case and and scale it, uh, still to be seen in the financial industry. It's, you know, we see some signs of uh, that appearing, but it's it's not yet there there yet. Um, yeah, I mentioned ESG, uh, and you know, it, it has so many uh, ways. ESG data uh, is, you know, quite a big thing uh, for, I would say, both uh, for you know, leveraging ESG data in order to, you know, enhance uh, uh, efficiency in uh, in buildings uh, or, or whatever it can be. Uh, but also, you know, bank, we are heavily regulated and, uh, you know, we have a lot to do in terms of uh, extra financial reporting. Uh, so, you know, a lot of startups are coming in in that space, helping uh, banks but not only corporates i would say uh to 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 do that um yeah i think that would be the the most uh it's exciting because i think as a as a bank's associate general you obviously have a big role to play as well in all of those topics right i think you have as a bank you have a um obligation to be at the forefront almost and to lead the charge if you will definitely yes and, and you know in the last capital markets day we announced the um, one billion found uh, in, in you know climate transition, and so you know we we certainly are spending a lot of time and effort uh you know looking at how we can accelerate uh transition and yeah. how we can help our clients accelerate on their own path is that something that you see also outside of the General ventures is it an appetite or is that a trend that is changing across all of the in, in investment markets ah uh, I, I'm I'm not sure I'm you know I'm the best place to, 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 to give you know such a broader uh, uh, characterization, but I think yeah people are recognizing the importance. At the same time, uh, it's always difficult when you know money becomes scarce and, and people have to concentrate on survival. Some topics and sometimes even you know very important topics like ESG can you know uh, fall in the on the back burner. Yeah. Um, so uh, definitely you know. Uh, still work to be done, but uh, people need to, to to keep the focus. Uh, and sometimes it can be difficult in you know challenging times. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, no one can look in a crystal ball, right? Well, what do the next twelve months like for maybe the uh, Societe Generale uh, venture fund in terms of appetite for investment? Will that change? Will it increase? Will it improve? Or is it all the things you just mentioned? I I think, you know, for for us, one of the good things of being a strategic investor is we're less sensible or sensitive to, uh, not sensible, sensitive to, you know, those uh, changes. in. of course, valuations are important, but we're less sensitive to that. Um, I guess, you know, for me, really, next 12 months, there's got to be a lot of uh, focus on, uh, you know, what's really emerging in terms of use case on AI. Uh, and, And especially on the productivity side. Uh, people are, are really you know waiting for uh, uh, a lot uh, is it gonna emerge uh, where how uh, we're gonna be spending a lot of time on that yeah like you said any, uh, AI is applicable to all of the trends that you just mentioned as well as all the industries right uh, almost it's such a broad applicability and, and for us we see it as you know uh, uh, in two ways first which is the most classical is enhancing existing processes and and that kind of stuff which is you know incremental uh, efficiency and it can be huge when applied you know at scale uh, the second and we're also going to be spending time there is more transformational uh, so you know if, if you take uh processes or, or markets and you fully reconstruct them using ai not you know uh, incrementally uh, enhancing them uh, can you really come out with something totally different? Uh, and we're also spending time on that front, uh, trying to figure, you know, are, are there things that we could be doing totally differently because of the capacity and capabilities of Gen AI? can be shocking as well, I guess, right? If you see that something totally different can be done than you're currently doing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there, there are definitely processes where, you know, uh, humans could, Become very very scarce yeah. in the in the process, or in, in you know only monitoring the processes, but uh, not being part of them anymore. Totally, yeah. But but that will offer up other opportunities as well, right? Even with the digitization, we thought that it was just going to replace people, but then other jobs were created where exactly needed more people, and we're still in a uh, talent shortage uh, crunch at the moment. Which so, yeah. means also that you know uh, reskilling people, it, you know. It's going to be even more important uh, the ability to do so, and, and that's also something you know we're spending time on. You know, uh, helping all our colleagues understand those technologies, understand those innovations, uh, their impact, and, and as much as possible incorporate them and in, you know uh, be able to uh, use them and not uh, get them as a you know a constraint. No, exactly. Yeah. Back to the web summit. What are you most excited about for these next couple of days? Uh, meeting people. I mean, you know, that's uh, the, the reason why we're here. It's uh, and again, uh, even though you know, pandemic sometimes uh, seems to be uh, far away, yeah. uh, but uh, we need to recognize that you know, it's so good uh, having those discussions on site, meeting the people. Uh, so Web Summit is so hard, so huge that it's you know hard to bump into someone. Uh, you need to you know uh, be a little bit prepared yeah. uh, to schedule things. But uh, but it's it's great having so many people uh, around and. Uh, having so many meetings in a short, you know, time frame. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Crazy Jay, Well, thank you for uh, being here. hope you have a good rest of the show and a uh, pleasure to uh, hear you on the podcast. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of In Check with Fintech. If you enjoyed this episode, hit the like button and leave us a comment below. We'll be having more industry leaders soon, so don't forget to subscribe as well in order to keep updated with the latest episodes of our podcast.